Hey, it's Nathan from Leadership Vision, and we're taking a little holiday break from new episodes of the Leadership Vision podcast. But rather than just go silent for the next few weeks, we thought we would rebroadcast some of our favorites from the past year. This is the first one. Logan Joyce and I, he's our Director of Business Development and one of our consultants, we sat down to talk about which of our episodes on the podcast have made the biggest impact on us. Now, there's nothing technical here about this. It's just four of our favorite episodes that you may have missed. Or even if you didn't miss them, well, you're going to really enjoy re-listening to them as we move into the new year. We'll be back on January 7th, 2019 with all new episodes of the Leadership Vision podcast to help you further develop your strengths, the strengths of your team, and the strengths of your organization. Enjoy. Hey again, Logan. How are you? Oh, I'm so great. How are you doing, Nathan? Good. Did you guys have a good Thanksgiving? We did. We, uh, we go back and see my family in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Ah, go Scannies, go Scannies. How about them go. Packers? Uh, it's an interesting year for us. I'll we'll say that isn't much. It's always an interesting year. It is. It's, yeah. It's kind of fun. Well, we had um, we always have all the family come to our house. There's oh, a lot cool. out there out there in Portland. And so it's fun. Um, over 8 did a 5k turkey trot in the morning, so that oh, yeah. was good. Um, but but it was fun. I I think that for me, what's interesting about Thanksgiving is that it's such a, it's such a small, or I should say it's such a short holiday that it feels more intense than, um, you know, for sure than Christmas or any other holiday. Totally. You've got to cram everything into a day. Yes. You've got to cram everything into a day, but most people take the day before and after maybe, and then you've got the, so it's like a really long weekend and then you're just kind of jumping in to the whole year, right? Uh Or to the whole holiday, like you know, kicks off the holiday season as it were, but or retail would have us kick off the holiday retail, season well, in like there's, September. There's so, that. but did yeah, you, did you guys do black Friday? We, a little bit. Okay. We're, everything's online now. I know. Better, well, so. I was just going to say is we don't, we very vehemently don't. My oh, wife worked in retail you. for many years and had to go out and drive around to stores on, on really Thanksgiving night into, into uh, black Friday. And it was just, I'm just really glad we don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. Um, good. But what I was reflecting on as we continue on to our kind of best of podcast series here at the end of the year was the team health check. Do you remember uh, that one? I do. Yeah. Yeah. It I, phenomenal. So it's one of my favorites that we've done, I think for a couple of reasons. So one, it, it launches into the team engagement series. That's a series of four podcasts we did around knowledge, purpose, trust. Um, but also the team health check is something that you can just do and should do multiple times throughout the year. Yep. And the reason that I was kind of using the Thanksgiving tie-in is because I think that this time of year is a really good time to do a team health check totally. with your team, you know, and maybe the same way that you check in with your family uh, right around the holidays, like it's a good time to check in with your team. And if you remember, there's a series of questions in this episode. And also, obviously, there's a, an accompanying blog post, so you don't have to write them down that just kind of lends itself well to thinking through like, how is our team doing? Yeah. How is, you can apply it to your family, whatever you want. Like, how are we doing? Are our strengths helping us or hindering us? What are we proud of as our team? Like, what are some areas for growth? And I think, I don't know if you're a goals person, but as you think about, mm-hmm. you know, the next year, um, it's just a really good, really good time to do that. So without further ado, here is the team health check with myself and Alicia. There are very few, if any, truly solitary professions that exist today. 
collaboration isn't just an industry buzzword. It has become ubiquitous in both 21st century learning and professional practice. While team structures and configurations are certainly context-dependent, working with others in some capacity is virtually unavoidable. But Alicia, here's a problem. (laughs) Working with others is really, 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 (laughs) really hard. The issue is that while most professionals share a passion for their craft, they differ greatly from each other in philosophy, experience, expertise, and approach. So therein lies the complexity of bringing individuals together to make decisions as a team. Collaboration in theory differs greatly from the reality that exists in the frenzied professional arena. So while team structures exist, no one is helping teams to create their infrastructure. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Leadership Vision Podcast, where we share our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of StrengthsFinder. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your organization, visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. My name is Nathan Freeberg, and today my guest is fellow consultant and our expert on teams, Alicia Morris. Hey, Nathan. Good to be here. Well, it's good to have you. So great that you can be here and start this four-part series about teams. So why don't you introduce this topic for us and tell us a little bit more about what we're getting into. I would love to. So on today's show, we're talking about teams, specifically how to know if they're surviving or thriving. This will be the first in a series of podcasts we're doing about how to make sure that your team is the most effective, the most efficient, and the most engaged that it can be. In this show, you'll learn about our setup process that we go through to help teams fully engage, and we'll talk about knowledge, purpose, and trust. So keep listening. Okay, Alicia, so here's what we know about teams. At Leadership Vision, we have worked for over 15, 16 years here, helping people understand their own strengths and reveal their greatest potential. But Alicia, while that was great and wonderful, we kept hearing that this individual approach, well, it was lacking, right? Yeah, it's not so much that it was lacking, Nathan. It was we kept getting asked the question, so this is great, but now what? What's next? How do I apply this learning for myself onto my team? Or we hear, you know, it's really helped me, but how can it help the rest of my colleagues? So there was this gap between the individual strengths work that we were passionate about and the integration of it at the team level, because as you know, strengths are best understood in relationship to others. Right. And we studied this. We did. And we know that simply knowing your own strengths is not enough. You know, we looked at over 140 professional teams and our findings were pretty clear. Regardless of the industry, the team size or structure, the obstacles to maintaining a healthy, high-functioning team center around three core areas, knowledge, purpose, and trust. And a common thread in our findings was that a team's greatest potential for function or dysfunction existed in the alignment within these areas. So we responded by creating a strengths-based team engagement model that can gauge this alignment and help teams to become more effective, more efficient, and more engaged.
Okay. So knowledge, purpose, and trust are the three areas where teams need to focus most of their time and energy. So over the next few episodes, we're going to be diving deeper into each of these topics. But Alicia, I'm wondering if you can do two things for me here quickly. So one, briefly define each of those for us. And two, or maybe first, is this a sequence? Do you do these one, two, three? Um, How does this work? I'm glad you asked that. No, it's not a sequence. I wish it was. Wouldn't it be great if team functioning were that easy? First do this, then do this, then finish with that. (laughs) That would be awesome. Sadly, no. Um, No, sadly, no. Uh, It's layered and you can be doing um, and learning in all three of these areas, knowledge, purpose, and trust concurrently. They're parallel and they are constant and they are um, something that you don't ever just start and finish. You never arrive in developing a healthy team. So it really takes commitment. So I'm glad you asked that. Um, It's not a one, two, three process. And anybody that tells you that it is, be very, very wary of that Um, or them. (laughs) They're selling something. They're selling something. Um, No. That's great. I think that's helpful. Maybe a little discouraging because I wanted to step one, two, three. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, okay, let's define these three terms then quickly. Okay. Knowledge is about do you know who you are and do you truly know uh, the people that you're working with? Not just what they did on the weekend, but do you know them? What motivates them? Where they derive their satisfaction? How they show up every day? Do you know them? Purpose is around uh, defining together a collective uh, reason for being. Um, Why are you there? And making sure that everybody has a voice in the creation of that so that they can be anchored in it. And trust is about... Um, relying on each other and having faith in the fact that you are who you say you are and you will do what you say that you will do. And it's mutual and it's respectful and there's accountability within trust. So then if a team wants to start developing their key competencies in these three areas, do they just jump in and start working on these all at once? You you just said that it's not a linear process. So Mm -hmm. should they kind of arbitrarily take them one at a time? Where should leaders begin with this process? Well, you have to take a growth mindset. Um, Teams develop, they grow over time, they become healthier and healthier with an investment of every single person on the team. So becoming a healthy team, it's complex and it can feel like a moving target. But our strengths-based approach can both reveal and respond to the issues that exist. And once we identify these areas of challenge, we can help teams to find resolution and move forward. And most importantly, we can help teams to help themselves. That is the most important. Mm -hmm. Because long after a consultant leaves, you know, you want to make sure that you've given the team, the leaders, tools to be able to um, continue this forward momentum. So the first step, uh, as we've designed it, is actually a reflection and a team health check. Sounds pretty simple. Um, Consider it pre-work before you jump into the other three parts. Uh, Essential pre-work. So this is an opportunity for your team to pause from the daily routine and take that metaphorical pulse check. And so when you do this, you'll have an opportunity to see things like who's racing ahead, who's flatlined, who's erratic, who's sluggish, um, to continue that metaphor of the pulse check. And we suggest purposefully scheduling these health checks into your regular team routine, be that quarterly or biannually, but it also works works best if you at least initially have an outside facilitator to do this work so that everybody can participate equally. Yes, having an outside facilitator always seems to make these things go just a little smoother. 
So, Alicia, you have a few questions that work best in helping to identify some some of what you just mentioned. I'll put a link in the show notes to these, but why don't you go over them real quickly and maybe add any commentary or additional discussion for people that want to use it on their own? Mm-hmm. So, um, keep in mind that you can rephrase these to fit better with your context if that's helpful. Absolutely. And also keep in mind that the answers to these questions need to be shared, preferably read aloud by each team member, depending upon the size of your team. Um, and one question at a time. There's a um, there's a pace to this that needs to be slower than the actual work pace. So for larger teams, these conversations can happen in smaller groups with share outs to follow. Um, and the facilitator can help the team to recognize similarities, acknowledge a divergent thought, draw conclusions, and establish a plan of action to address the current and the future needs of the team. And I just want to say one thing about a facilitator. A facilitator can be a trusted colleague within the organization who is comfortable with doing this kind of work, who knows the art of facilitation and, um, you know, doesn't bring the bias or the baggage of being a part of the team. So I just want to say you don't need to spend loads of money on an outside consultant. Um, that's the purpose of, of creating this for the masses is that people can use this as mm-hmm. they see fit. Right. But it is, you would recommend getting someone oh, outside yeah, of your, your yeah. team. I mean, so that you, everyone can critical. participate equally, right? So what are the questions you got for us? So questions. Okay. So how are your strengths helping to lead, influence, and impact this team? What does that mean? Well, how are you showing up? What are you doing? Uh, what are your behaviors that are generative for this team? Helping people to put themselves in that mindset. Um Helping people to think how they will serve sure, with those. Sure. Uh, what strengths of yours is getting in the way? Do you have mm-hmm. some behaviors that may be impeding uh, your own progress within the team or that of the other team members? Right. It could be something you're saying or doing. And even though your intent is positive, it's it's not working. Right. It's not working. That's, that one's hard because it's really looking at the dark side. Yeah, right? yeah, it is. And being honest, there's a there's a vulnerability piece that comes mm-hmm. with all of this, right? Yep. Number three. What are you most proud of with this team? Mm. I when I ask people this question, they're really um, they're able to answer. You know, what are they proud of as a collective? They have a harder time saying what they're proud of and speaking to, you know, their own pride and strength. Yeah. So I, I like this question Sometimes a lot. It's, it's hard to see what what you're really good at. Yeah, and you don't necessarily want to put it out there. There Again, there's a vulnerability mm-hmm. piece, but it's important because when you tell people what you're proud of, they will begin to affirm you when they see it, when they know that it's that important to you. Right, so absolutely. Okay, number four. Um, where do you see current areas of challenge for your team? Um, this easy questions. No, this is open-ended, <laughs> but you really want to encourage people to be um, constructive and tactful. These are not opportunities to be vindictive and by the mere fact that these are not anonymous, these are conversations that you will then have and these are ideas you will share. That's important. The fifth and final one. So what strengths can you leverage in yourself and others to stimulate positive change? Be thinking about what you can do more of or be better in. Just these questions alone are different from the daily work interactions. So they help. They help. They help a lot. Mm -hmm. That's awesome, Alicia. So how often... Is this a daily task, a weekly task? No. How often should yep. teams do this health health check? Is it, you know, a quarterly thing? What What do you recommend? Uh, 
Well, it really depends on the context of your team. And in our experience, the team health check is the perfect opportunity for teams to be proactive. So I would say don't wait too long. Don't do it annually. Um, you know, maybe start with twice a year at your summits or your offsites. Or, you know, if you're into quarterly team reviews, that may be a perfect place to just sort of put this in. It can be invaluable information for a team lead and it can feel really good for team members to know that, you know, there is opportunity uh, to talk about these. Well, thank you, Alicia. I'm, you know, I'm really excited to dive into these topics and help teams understand just a little bit more about how to function in a healthier, strengths-based way. Yeah, me too. It's it's something I'm really passionate about and continue to learn about. It's not just, you know, we've learned this and now we're moving on. It's there's always more to know. And, you know, have you read that um that article that was published about Google's study on team functioning and what yes, they found. Did the, you read that? The psychological security, was it? Yeah. Like so they basically, if you haven't read it, please do and you're interested in teams. They basically um, just wanted to, to look at, can they create the perfect team and how do they do that? And Google actually has a human analytics department. Wouldn't of that be they nice? Do. Yeah, of awesome. They do. Um, but, you know, when, when you read through it and you understand what it is um, that they were researching, the answers that they came up with are pretty profound. Um, no, you cannot create the perfect team. You can't match strength sets. You can't take expertise. Uh, you can't create it. Um, but what they did find is that um, there were a couple of things that were key and they fit in beautifully with the research that we've done here at Leadership Vision. Um, psychological safety. Do people have trust within the team? Do they feel safe to take risks, uh, hold each other accountable? And are they are they excited about going there? Is there an environment there that exists for them to thrive? And the, the most basic fundamental factor in a healthy team environment, you know what it is? No, but are you going to tell me? Yeah. Psychological. Taking turns. Oh. Taking turns? Taking turns. Like kindergarten. Like my, taking turns. Like, yeah, like my kindergartners learning. I listen to you. I empathize with you. And now you do the same for me. This mutual respect, this reciprocity of listening and speaking. And I thought, huh, it's that simple. Wow. It's that simple. That's it. And that, That's the key. And that hard. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, usually, usually the, the quote unquote simplest things are the oh, yeah, quote unquote sure. hardest sure. things. Yeah. I just, it, I just, I say that by way of, if you're interested, it's out there for you to read and there is always more to learn. So we will, we will mm-hmm. leave a, a link to that in the show notes. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Well, yep. thanks again, Alicia. I'm like I said, I'm excited to dive into this and thank you all for listening to the leadership vision podcast, where we share our expertise in the discovery practice and implementation of StrengthsFinder. As I said, this is the first in a series of podcasts we're doing on our team engagement model. So subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and get all of those episodes when they come out. So for more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team or the strengths of your organization, please visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. We'd love to help you. We sure would. And I'm Nathan Freeberg. And I'm Alicia Morris. Thank you for listening.